You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Awesome. Who's having an amazing day so far? Who thinks it's going to get even better? Come on, I like that faith. Hey, uh, before I get into this message, um, I've got to close off a story because I started a story last week, didn't I? I talked about how uh, I kind of operate as a little bit of a noise control in my neighborhood and went out in my, my blue fluffy dressing gown looking all fierce and ended up meeting a new friend, a Liverpool fan, supporter. Well, the story gets better. It continues on. So, so uh, yesterday I am playing, um, playing, we're playing in a cup game and uh, getting to uh, you know, the warm-up and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the other team. You know, as you do, you're sizing up the other team and, I'm, and I see somebody on the other team. I'm going, he looks a little bit familiar. So he was a footballer. He was celebrating the winning goal that he'd scored the week before. So I'm now playing against him. How cool is that? So, so I start, we actually started really well. We scored a few goals and, and we were kind of on top in the game and he comes on as a sub and I end up marking him. And so I kind of walk over to him and put my arm around him and go, hey, neighbor. And he looks at me and goes, oh. <laughs> he said, I don't remember much from last Saturday night. I said, no, I don't think you do, but uh, I appreciate you turning the music down, and um, you don't mind if I turn my music up later on celebrating this win? Just, uh, so we had a, bit, had a bit of a laugh, but uh, how funny is that? Anyway, this morning we are jumping into a new series called A Little Bit of Wisdom. How many people are like me and would like to have a lot of wisdom I'm going for the a lot of wisdom. You can have the a little bit. I'm going to have the a lot of wisdom. So uh, I'm going to change it for myself. If you want to change it to a lot of wisdom, feel free to play along with me. You know, we can find wisdom in lots of different places, right? I mean, there's some good advice right out there in the world. For example, don't pat an angry dog. You know, that's, that's, that's a wise piece of information. Um, I, I learned this one in 1995 when I was uh, seventh form at school. People are like rubber bands. They need to be stretched in order to be effective, right? How many people feel the stretch, but in the stretch, actually, you do so much better. What about uh, one of my favorites? It should be in the Bible. It's not, but it should be in the Bible. A closed mouth gathers no foot. All right, for those that get themselves in trouble with their tongue, keep it closed. Uh, or some very practical pieces of advice like um, never lick a moving blender. All right? There you go. If you were ever thinking about it, there's your advice for Sunday morning. But the greatest source of wisdom is obviously found in the Bible. The Bible is filled with wisdom, with answers for every question we have and every decision that we might have to make. And in this series, we're in the book of Proverbs, and we're looking at the, the sayings of, uh, of King Solomon, who was the son of King David. Now, Solomon was considered the wisest man alive, but some of his actions, I would say, probably weren't so wise. I, I think one wife is perfectly acceptable and uh, certainly uh, advisable, and certainly the way God intends it to be. He had a fair few wives and a fair few concubines, which I think caused a lot of complication in his life. I won't ask for an amen there. I'm sure we could all also tell stories of moments where it would have been good if we were wise in our decisions, right? I mean, I've got a few I'll share today, right? Just in case you're thinking I'm picking on you, I'll pick on me first, and then uh, we can, we can kind of work out whether you're as wise or foolish as me. But in this, in this day and age where people are thinking that um, our own wisdom trumps God's, 
I think we need to come back to the wisdom of God's word. We need to, to, to continue to live and make decisions according to the word of God. How important is wisdom? It says, wisdom is supreme. And this is the verse we're basing the series off, Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. See, when we read this verse, we recognize that, that wisdom gets to the top of the list. Of all the things in life that matter, wisdom is at the top. King Solomon's saying, do whatever you have to do to get wisdom. Every, spend every last dollar in order to get wisdom. Now, the, the Hebrew word literally means skilled knowledge. So it's, it's not just what we understand. It's, it's what we do with what we understand. It's how we apply that understanding to our lives. I, I want you to think for a moment of the wisest person you know. I, I want you to imagine what it feels like to be around them. Think about the decisions they make. Think about the, the outcome of the decisions I've made. Think about what it's like to be in a conversation with them. I don't know about you, but when I'm thinking, and I've got some wise people that I'm thinking of right now, I feel secure around them. I feel safe. I feel empowered. I feel encouraged. I, I feel like I've got somebody who won't let me down. Come on, do, do you have a wise person in your life? Do you, have, do you have wise people around you that just add so much value to you? I would say if you don't, go looking. Go find them. Go invite them out. Take them out for a cup of coffee. Say, can I pick your brains? Can I, can I ask you some questions? We all need wise people in our lives. Let me pray because I, I really hope that you would catch God's heart for what it means to, to live and walk in wisdom. God, I thank you for this moment we get to share together. I thank you that your word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. I thank you that when we lack wisdom, you say in the book of James that if anyone is lacking wisdom, that we can ask you for that wisdom. And so today we ask for wisdom, specifically into situations that we're facing, things in our relationships, things at work, things with our children, some of the things we, we, we don't know what decision to make. And God, we ask you now, and Lord, even as I'm preaching this morning, I pray, Holy Spirit, you would reveal strategies to people. Solutions for business, uh, relationships, Lord, that are, are just tricky at the moment. God, I pray for wisdom to be able to, to make the right decisions. We lack wisdom, God. That is the reality. And we ask you today for your wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There is a difference between wisdom and knowledge. I've heard it said knowledge constructed the Titanic. Wisdom would have avoided the icebergs. Right? Another way of looking at it, knowledge builds a house, but wisdom builds a home. Another way, knowledge understands God or knows about God, but wisdom walks with God. And that's the journey we desire for all of us, is that we would walk with God. When you're walking with God, you are walking with wisdom. Billy Graham, he said it this way, and I, I love this, knowledge is horizontal, but wisdom is vertical. Knowledge is good. Education is good. It's amazing. It's important and it's necessary. But it's horizontal. Wisdom comes from applying knowledge to God. And God's wisdom, God's knowledge, God's understanding. We've been talking a lot recently about the, the state of humanistic thinking. 
that, that leans on knowledge, even to the point where we don't like what the Bible says. So what do we do? We try to correct God. We suggest to God that maybe he was wrong. Can I tell you, the Bible does not need an upgrade. It doesn't need a better version. Okay, here's the truth. I'm wearing a shirt today, yesterday, today, forever. One of our young people designed this shirt. You can go and check it out, Valor Apparel, all for a good cause. Thanks, Jaden. But this statement, I, I, I wear this. I love wearing this shirt. Do you know why? Because when I'm going into conversation, I, I, am, I am wearing this reminder that God's truth is the same. His pers- you know, who he is, his nature, his character is not changing. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when I'm thinking of doing something or saying something that I know would contradict the Bible, I, trust me, I've tried having an argument with God many times. When I know what I'm about to do is wrong, and I do it anyway, right? And I think I know better than God, and not once, not a single time, when I've gone against what the Bible says is right, has that ever worked out well for me, okay? I don't know what your track record's like in making those kind of decisions, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that when we go outside of God's Word and His plan for our lives, it's not going so well for us. I love this. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? Yep, I've seen plenty. And that's me. There is more hope for a fool than for him. Oh dear. So, let's see if we can remedy some of these things. As we read through the book of Proverbs, we see different themes reappearing on relationships and honor and contentment and generosity, a life of learning, the fear of God. And we're going to pick up some of these. But we also see in the first nine chapters of Proverbs um, the, the writer is, I guess, building a case for wisdom. Saying, come on, if, if you want to be successful in life, if you want to do well in life, if you, if you want to kind of avoid the pitfalls of life, here's the reason why. And in these nine chapters, we, we see um, an introduction of four characters, four different types of people. And we're going to look at these four today. We're just going to touch on the, the fourth one, which is the wise person, because we're going to be unpacking the wise person and the journey over the next few weeks. But I love this. I love this. First one, the simple. Anyone know someone who's simple? Maybe you are simple. The simple is someone who is not wise, but the reason they're not wise is because no one told them. So the simple just don't know. And this can be in lots of different areas in life. I mean, you, you, you get an apprentice on the job on the first day. Come on, some of you tradies are going, oh my goodness. That tradie on the first day, you know, send them out for a long wait. And, you know, they do go out and try and find a long wait, but they can't find it anywhere. So, you know, the simple, they just don't know. They haven't learned yet. Proverbs 7, 7. I saw among the simple, I noticed among the young men, a youth who had no sense. Parents, can I get an amen for that one? Most of us, let's be honest, we gain wisdom by making mistakes. That's my journey so far. Oh, I'm not going to do that again. And then I kind of sometimes go out and do that again. But, but, but the simple just don't know. Come on, wisdom says you don't pat a dog you don't know. The simple child says, oh, a dog. Finds out the consequences. Wisdom says the fireplace is hot. The simple says, is it? <laughs> Yes, it is. First time. 
What about the teenage girl that hears a boy say, I love you and I will be with you forever? Come on, these are some of the sad stories. And that promise, the simple, finds themselves in a world of pain. It's not that they're foolish or it's just simply that they don't know. Oh, that's why I'm having some conversations with my girls. I got one of my daughters sitting with me. I love my Rosie. I love you very much. That's why we're having conversations at the moment. You know what we're having conversations around? We're not having conversations around boyfriends. We're having conversations around husbands. Because she's not interested in dating. She's not interested in, in finding a boy and seeing whether he measures up. She's, she's looking for a man one day who she could marry. And so when we're having conversations, and maybe one day, maybe one day my influence isn't like it was before. Maybe she's stretching her wings and she's got other people in her world that, are, that become her voice and, and, and speak into her life. I just pray, I pray, Rosie, that you will take on daddy's wisdom. Daddy's wisdom that says, if he doesn't love Jesus, he's not the one for you. In that difficult moment, she's, she's going to remember, if he doesn't treat you right, if he doesn't love you, he's not for you. And the third one, if he doesn't support Liverpool, he's not the one. <laughs> hey, when I'm going through something difficult, do you know the last person I want to take advice from? Me. Yeah. Sometimes we think we can advise ourselves when, when we're in the middle of something that is not going so good. We're always going to favor the, the side of self-preservation and possibly even make the wrong choice. When, when I'm in the middle of a crisis, you know what I need? I need people around me. I need wisdom around me. I need my men. I need my boys in my life to be able to speak into the situation. I'm facing some stuff at the moment, some decisions that have to be made. And I need the wisdom of my men around me. That's why small groups, that's why it matters so much to us. Each of us being in a small group where we can know each other and, and build relationship and bring wisdom in. You know, there's a, a little simple in all of us. Do you want me to tell you a story of a simple moment of Mike's life? I remember I went to Bangladesh for the first time. Uh, I heard about the markets and the foreigners would come in and the moment they see you, they just hike the prices. They just triple them. Just as simple as that. Just, you know, it's a good way to make their, their extra bit of money. And so, so I knew about it. I was prepared. I was ready. And, uh, and so I went in, and I was going to barter for this, this shirt. You know, I was going for the, for the best price. You know? and, and so my, my friend, Sukhan, who was with me, says, would you like me to just go and get it for you? I can get it you know, proper price. I says, no, no. See, I was determined. I was simple, and I was determined. And so we, we, I start bartering, and we, we start talking the price, and and I'm like, no, 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 no. And, and I walked away, you know, you walk away. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. And so gave me another prize. And, and then, no, 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 it needs to be better than that. And so, so eventually I, I barter to get this, this shirt. And I walk out. I'm so proud of myself. To which Sukhan says, do you realize you paid more than he first offered it to you for? <laughs> I just didn't know. You know, I couldn't understand the language, and sometimes the simple don't yet know the language of wisdom. Come on, let's not be the simple. When we find ourselves in a place where we're simple, get some friends around us. Get in a small group. Get connected with people that will help us. 
That's why friends are necessary, wise friends, to help us from making those simple mistakes. How do we cure? How do we find the cure for a simple person? In reality, it's actually just time. Sometimes time is all that requires. I mean, just think back. You know, some of you that are maybe starting to find some of these wisdom, I call them wisdom racing stripes. Some people call them gray hairs. I call them wisdom racing stripes, yeah? It's like, you know, I've got a bit of wisdom streaking through my hair and my beard right now. But when I think back to some of the decisions I made when I was simple, when I was a bit of a fool, we'll come to the fool in a moment. You know, I just, I just, I'm so thankful for the people that spoke into my life when I needed it. Sometimes it's just time. Keep walking. Keep going on the journey. Keep surrounding yourself with great people. The second one is the fool. Anyone know a fool? Don't point to them. It wouldn't be helpful. The fool knows what is wrong and they do it anyway. Any fools in the house? No? None of you knowing something was wrong and you went ahead and did it anyway? My goodness. I thought we had some people here with, you know, they weren't at least perfect. I don't know. You know, the doctor says if you keep eating that, if you keep taking that, if you keep smoking that, if you keep behaving like that, if you keep refusing to exercise, you'll probably die. I mean, they, they, they put it as bluntly as that and we say, Let's crack open another one and party on. It's like, you've given me the best possible medical advice, and yet I ignore it. Go back to the doctor next year and say, is my cholesterol better? The doctor says, did you do anything different? No. When I advise you to eat better, and no. And yet we think, we think that it'll be better. Come on. The fool knows what is right, but chooses not to. Why do we do that? It's simple. Because it's fun. Foolish behavior, believe it or not, is fun. This is what Proverbs 10, 23 says, a fool finds pleasure in wicked schemes. We know it's wrong, and yet we do it anyway. There is a, there is a certain amount of pleasure in sin. If it was not pleasurable, it wouldn't be attractive. Honestly, if sin was eating Brussels sprouts, I'm like, I can pass on that. But the reality is there is an element of attraction with sin. The devil just dresses it up, doesn't he? He makes it look good and taste good and feel good. And so for for pleasure, the fool throws themselves into folly. In Hebrews, we read that sin is good for a short time. Hey, that was awesome. That was great. And then it bites. And then the reality of the decision hits us. God wants us to avoid the pain of foolish decisions, but he also allows us to have our way. Oh, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish sometimes God would just change my mind, but he doesn't. I've still got to walk through the decision-making process. He won't force us, but he'll warn us, and he'll put wise people right around us. But sometimes we still choose our own path. I don't know about you, but my greatest concern as a parent are the friends that my children choose. Uh, Craig Rochelle, a preacher in the States, says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And maybe some of us would have a, have a story to tell of a path our foolish friends might have taken us, or a great friend that led us towards a place of salvation and hope. You know, I started dating Amy when she was 17. Uh, well, I was 17, she was 16. Rosie knows this, but she said she won't get married till 35, so that's awesome. And I'm in so much trouble when I get home. So 
But you know, when I told my friends that Amy and I were dating and that we were going to get married, they said, well, have you slept with her yet? And I, and I said, no. I said, I don't intend to. We're going to get married and you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll sleep together when we get married. And so my, my friends, my wise friends said, well, what if you're not sexually compatible? I'm like, well, I think we've got the bits. I think we'll be all right. You know, a couple of decades on, married life is pretty good. We're quite happy, thank you very much. But that's my friends. You know, that sounds like a great idea. No, it doesn't. I remember uh, Simform year, uh, a couple of us went out, and one of my mates, he had a Morris Minor, you know, a little, little 1100cc, I think it was. And, and, he, and there were about four of us, I think, five of us in the car, and for some reason he thought it would be a great idea to weave in between the power poles on the bank of Whangarei Girls High. Probably not such a great idea, and it certainly wasn't when he hit the rock, which then took out the bottom of the car, and basically it was just, it was, it was dead. And so another mate had a good idea not to tow the car, but to push the car with his, uh, the bull bars of his truck. And so anyway, that was, that was a fun afternoon, hanging around with a bunch of my wise mates. But, uh, you know, it says, walk with the wise and become wise, Proverbs thirteen twenty. For a companion of fools suffers harm. There's some wisdom in that one. But you know, I wasn't just surrounded by fools, I was a fool. At 18, I did some things that I, I just shouldn't have done. I remember I had a Mitsubishi Mirage 1987, 1.3 liter engine. It was, it was a great car. And I remember one, one time I found a straight on the, on the Hamilton straights. And I took it up to a speed that was the, the car never forgave me for. It was stupid. Absolutely foolish dangerous I could have who knows what could have happened there I I didn't get caught sometimes when we don't get caught we carry on not that time stupid so foolish that that I could even think that that was okay to do but this 18 year old brain knew it was wrong that's why I think a lot of people are stressed on the road because they know speeding's wrong but they do it anyway they're looking around every corner wondering if there's going to be a cop car there. I drive stress-free now. It's like you're in a rush. No problem. Space is yours. I'll get there when I get there. And just so you know, I leave a little bit early so I don't have to rush to get there on time. But you know what? I've made some foolish decisions. Praise God, I'm still alive today. Anyone else made a foolish decision in their life? <laughs> What's the cure for the fool? Tragedy or being caught. Sadly, tragedies or being caught is what often it takes. And friends, some of us are in a car right now, figuratively speaking, heading towards a destination that will result in damage to you and the ones you love. And as I was praying this week, I, I really felt there were three particular people, and I shared in the first service, but maybe it applies to you here in the second service as well. Please take this with love. But if God cares about you enough that he shared this with me, that this is a word for you, that there is an answer, and it's simply just turning back to God and saying, God, please, I need your help with this. These are the three people God showed me, someone who's been enjoying the attention of a colleague or a friend. Though you haven't been there yet physically, your mind has. You haven't yet repented and asked God to forgive you of that, and it's still lingering. 
still causing that. You need to repent. You need to ask God to forgive you. You need to make things right there before you destroy maybe your own marriage and maybe another marriage. Someone else has been living thinking like they're bulletproof. Maybe it's driving. Maybe it's partying. I don't know exactly what it is, but living hard and fast, and you've got away with it. You've even had close calls. Please learn from the fool, okay? Pull back, ease up, slow down, obey the law. The third one is, I believe someone's, um, there's, there is an addiction, whether it be gambling or drugs or something like that. And it's actually causing you a mental illness because of the, the condemnation that you're feeling and the guilt and all of those things are, are, have, have caused you to become unwell. And the, the only result for this is actually a confession to the ones you love. To say, I, I need help. You're holding this, you're, you're trying to battle this on your own and, and, and God's saying, would you reach out to the one you love? The initial pain will be overcome by the love and the compassion shown by the ones that love you. So if that's you, would you respond to God? There is no guilt, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Our righteousness is only found in Jesus, but that righteousness can only be discovered when we surrender our lives to Jesus. So maybe that's you today. The third person we see is the mocker. You may have met the mocker on social media, in behind a keyboard, the keyboard warrior. They love to pick a fight, they love to battle, and even before social media came, thousands of years ago, we read, whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Anyone ever tried to correct a mocker? It doesn't go so well. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having that first conversation, but, but when it's just bang, backwards and forwards, we achieve nothing and actually we end up getting hurt. Sometimes we have to just go, you know what, I'm going to pray and I'm going to just believe that God's going to do a work. Sometimes those, those conversations are not a war of words. It's actually a war that's waged in the spiritual. As tempting as it is, don't do it. And you know, like the, like the other two, the simple and the fool, I've seen my face in the mirror of the mocker. I found myself as the mocker. Uh, growing up, I, 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 know I, was, I was pretty good with words. I could shut people down. I, I, had, I always had a witty response. I would often respond with sarcasm, you know, getting, going for the laughs, trying to put somebody down so I could feel a bit bigger. And I realized I was hurting people with my tongue. I was the mocker. I was hurting people, and my sarcastic comments Maybe they got a laugh out of somebody, but they were actually destroying the relationships, and especially the one I loved the most, my wife. And so I had to make a decision. I had to repent. I had to turn from being the mocker to being one that would encourage, would speak life. And I'm so thankful that God corrected me there, and I allowed him to correct that in me, that I surrendered that. And maybe for you, that's you. I don't know. I'm learning to pause before I open my mouth and speak a little bit more now. James 1, 19 to 20, it says, Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. As a team come this morning, uh, our kids taught us something. Uh, don't our kids teach us lots? Aren't they awesome? Uh, we're talking about just, just our response when things are happening. And um, they came, or they, they, they shared what they'd learned at school, that in difficult times we should think. You know, an acrostic for, is it truthful? Is it helpful? Is it important? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Great filter to pass through. You know, sometimes you can 
kind of go through that list and go, yeah, I've got nothing good to say in this moment, right? It's not a bad idea sometimes just to go, I'll just zip my lip on this one. I'm just going to listen. going to listen. There is only one cure for the mocker. God. That's it. The cure is God. A repentant heart that says, I'm going to turn from that way of thinking and behaving. A pride that, that is within the heart of a mocker. You know what? I could be wrong. I might be wrong. I am wrong. Sometimes that's the words that need to come out of the heart of a mocker. To say, I have been wrong and, I, and I've been trying to prove that I'm right. Come on, would you just turn your heart back to God and say, God, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender. I don't want to be a mocker anymore. I want to be one who would speak truth, who would build people up rather than tearing them down. And then the fourth, and I'm not going to spend too much time because we're, we're going to get to the wise over the next few weeks. But the fourth person, and I, I, our prayer is that we would become wise people. What, wisdom is not an age thing. You need to understand that. I have met wise 25-year-olds. I've got a wise 12-year-old in my home. I've also seen some pretty foolish 60-year-olds and 70-year-olds making decisions and go, really? So it's not an age thing. It's a, it's a heart thing. It's a surrender to God. Proverbs 9, 9, instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. I love that. So you, you correct someone who's wise, they say, thank you. You've added value to me. Come on, that's the person I want to be. Teach the righteous, they will add to their learning. But I've realized in the instances where I've been simple, foolish, and mocking, and those three we've talked about, there was always a critical window in that decision-making process where you push past the line. You know, when I'm thinking, oh, maybe I should drive my car fast, is that moment before my foot fully goes down on the accelerator. I know. I know it's wrong. Come on, one click away on, on, on the internet or on your phone, from, that, from that, that place, that website, that app, whatever it is that will cause you to fall into sin. Come on, there's that moment of decision where actually wisdom is right there. See, I believe wisdom surrounds us daily. If we put ourselves in the right place, we can be surrounded by wisdom. First one, in the Word. Come on, if you're not reading your Word, you don't have wisdom in your life. If we read the Word, we, the answers to everything we need is found within the Word. We also have wisdom in our friends. Who are we surrounding ourselves with? Who's speaking into our lives? Who's saying, Mike, you missed the ball there. You got it wrong. Who are those people? But we can also find wisdom in our relationship with God. And I want to close with that this morning. Because maybe you're here and and, and, and your journey of life so far has been one of relying on your own wisdom, being wise in your own eyes. But actually today you're realizing that, that there is a wisdom that comes from above that you need. How do we get that wisdom? It comes in relationship with God. The wise walk with God. So it's a surrender. It's a saying, God, I, I, I give up trying to be wise in my own eyes. Today, I want to be wise in your eyes. I want to follow your wisdom. I need your wisdom in my life. So I want to give an invitation right now for everybody in this place. 
whether you've made a decision for Jesus and chosen to follow him before, or, or this is your first time today saying, I need God in my life. See, the problem is we, we all face the problem of sin. Sin is what separates us from a relationship of, with God. And sin is pride. Saying, God, I know it. I got it better than you do. But sin corrupts us. Mankind and sin, the result of sin is death. The only way to, to, to cure the problem of sin was that someone would take the punishment that all of us deserved. You know, right here today, I want to tell you that Jesus, 2,000 years ago, died on a cross, innocent, yet paid the price for my sin and for yours. And today, the gift of salvation is offered to anyone who would receive it. I want to pray a prayer. I'd invite you to pray with me. You pray it out loud, pray it in your heart. Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you believe in your heart that, that God raised him to life, you will be saved. If that's you today, with every head bowed, every eye closed, would you pray? Heavenly Father, thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. I don't deserve it, but I'm thankful you did. Please forgive me for living life my own way. I repent. I turn from my old way of living and choose to follow you. Thank you for your gift of salvation. I receive it today in Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I'd love you to do one last thing for me. When I count to three, I'd love you to put your hand up and say, I prayed that prayer. This is not to embarrass you. This is so that we can know who's prayed this prayer. We want to walk the journey with you, help you take your next step. Help you walk with the wise, walk with Jesus. So right across this place, one, God loves you. Two, he's got an amazing plan for your life. Three, would you stick your hand up and say, yes, I prayed that prayer. Anyone this morning saying yes to Jesus? Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. Praise God. Anyone else this morning? You can put your hand out. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else this morning saying yes? Yes to Jesus. You prayed that prayer. You meant it in your heart. Receiving the gift of salvation this morning. Praise God. Father, thank you for your wisdom that comes from above. Lord, we look to you. We look to the wisdom from heaven. Lord, and the decisions we make today. We give you praise and glory for all you're doing in our lives. And we say thank you. We need and we love your wisdom. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.